0: Welcome back. It's another Wednesday, and I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of You I Do. did that a little differently but that's because tania's eating some pop chips right now some popcorn get it right it's not pop chip
1: no it's definitely skinny pop
0: <laughs> that's what i meant but anyway i knew the bag mm-hmm. i just couldn't think of the name but anyway this week friends boobs. you're gonna love the two guests that we have on the show i mean
1: You really are. Like when we hung up with them, I was just like, oh,
0: I love them. (laughs) Right. They're very, very sweet. Mm -hmm. You can tell that they really love each other. And one way I think you can tell when someone loves the other person like that, they really, really love each other is that they will get married and it just be the two of them in a room. It doesn't have to be anyone else. Yeah. I think that to me means a lot, shows a lot. Get the importance of having family and friends there with you. However, if you can't have anyone with you and you still want to get married, that's big. But anyway, so before we get into this episode, I would love, and I know Tania agrees with me, for you to head to Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, and leave us a review. I mean... It's not just for us to feel warm and fuzzy about you guys saying that you like the podcast. It helps other people discover the podcast. Do you know how many folks don't realize that there is a wedding podcast that talks about Black weddings out there? You'd be surprised because people tell us that when they find us, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed.
1: Or they're like, we wish we would have known about you before we got married or before Mm -hmm. we started planning our wedding. Of course, Mm -hmm. it's never too late, but there's some things that you would have wished you would have known. You could have saved yourself some coins.
0: Right? You could have realized, you know what? Them bridesmaids didn't have to keep them bouquets. We could put them (laughs) on the table. We could put them in the centerpieces. (laughs) That could have saved you. Yeah. $300, $300, $400. I don't know. Maybe your bouquet and your florals are on on some more extravagant, or maybe you was going the silk route, so this doesn't pay you no mind, no way. But, but anyways, anyways, listen to this ad real quick, and then you are going to love Jarrett and Tana.
1: So I have one question for you. Have you shopped with Hugh I Do yet? If not, I suggest you go to shop.hueido.com and get you and your girl something. We continue to add to the store and we want you to be the first to grab it. So go do that. Second, we want to thank you for listening to Hue I Do and making us one of the top wedding podcasts out right now. Yes, you heard that right. One of the top wedding podcasts out right now. Brides.com recently featured us in an article and we were number two. So we want to thank you for continuously supporting us and basically putting us on the map. Follow us on HughIDoWed on IG, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And we love y'all once again. That's it. Be safe and have a blessed week. Enjoy the rest of this episode.
0: We have two very wonderful guests on the show with us to talk about their love story and their engagement and their wedding. So, guests, would you like to introduce yourselves?
2: Yes, I am Tana Hicks.
3: And I am Jared Hicks.
2: And
0: we're from Dallas, Texas. Nice. Are y'all, like native texas people <laughs> or did y'all are you transplants yes
2: we
3: are yeah we are we are native texans Ton's from here in dallas mm-hmm. uh but i am from houston and so i'm a transplant from the southeast side of the of the state
0: okay i have to ask just because i love football are y'all texans fans no
3: <laughs> not at all
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> my uh, my fandom stopped with the Houston Oilers, and so I, I don't have I don't have a team. Yeah, I'm I'm that old. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. We don't too much follow the Texans or yeah. the Cowboys for that matter.
0: We don't really watch yeah. football much at all. Completely understand. Okay. Yeah, I'm
1: right there with you also. <laughs> Ashley's like the football fanatic, right?
0: You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's weird, though, to be to follow football.
1: I'm just like, I don't yeah. know these names. I just know, like, <laughs> the key people. Yeah, so I'm with y'all.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's not why y'all are on the show. Um, we're here to talk about you two, so um, tell us how y'all met. Like, how long ago was it? Where were y'all? So it was a
2: really long time ago. <laughs> uh, we both actually went to Texas Tech University, Um, Jarrett started before I did. I got there in 2004 and he had been there since 2002, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was actually dating somebody at the time that we met and the person that I was dating was his best friend's cousin.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
3: all right yeah so the, the initial interaction uh was her and her then boyfriend coming to our apartment my roommate and his cousin also her boyfriend uh they had something to drop off or something to talk about or i'm not sure what the the details were of that them coming by. But what I do remember is I'm sitting on the couch and they're at the door doing whatever they're doing. And I look over and see her. Uh, and I've I've seen her before on campus, seen them two together on campus or at parties. But yeah, it was, it was just one of those moments that that stuck. It was like, oh, that's that's a nice young lady. Uh, but also trying to be respectful because I know she's with her man and she has a man. Uh, but yeah, it was just a, a, a memory and a moment that stuck that didn't go anywhere at that time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we didn't connect. We didn't become friends. We weren't even at that time. I don't even think we we're Facebook friends. Uh-huh. And I guess we had mutual friends. So mm-hmm. his best friend was my then boyfriend's cousin, but also one of my really good friends. Like we used to hang out even without my boyfriend and like talk. And he would tell me about all his girl problems, but we never talked about Jared, which I think is so weird because that was his best friend, but I guess it made sense cause I was with his cousin. So it's interesting that we had so many friends that overlapped, but we never actually became friends while we were at tech. Hmm. So that was the first time we met.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: It's crazy how like your worlds
1: like collided, you know, like later on and like how long after did you all connect?
3: Yeah. So it it really was crazy because they were our worlds were very much intertwined um, with so many different people, so many close people to us. Mm -hmm. But that moment was 2005. Uh, We didn't reconnect until
2: 2017,
3: 2017. Wow. um so a whole good 12 years later through social media yeah you know and so by that time we had been following each other we found each other somehow i guess through we our had friends. our mutual
2: friends so we were mm-hmm. friends with people on facebook instagram twitter that we both had in common so then i guess because you have friends in common, you feel like you know the person that you've never really interacted with so we ended up friending each other on all of those platforms and following each other and commenting on each other's stuff. So fast forward to 2017, we're on Twitter and he says something about game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> and I comment on it. And then I think he sent me a direct message and then.
3: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. it, it, it. I think, well, of course, once you react to something I say on Twitter, you know, I, I see that there's an open door. Right. So I, I I hopped in the DMs and um, I forget what I said. So it's something similar to, you know, I wish we had, or from what you've been posting online, I wish we had been friends through college. And, you know, it was one of those messages essentially saying, you know, hey, I see you, I like what you're doing, I like what you're posting.
2: And it was very friendly. It wasn't flirtatious. It was just like, I wish we had been friends and I was like oh yeah me too that would have been awesome
0: (laughs) oh so that's how you do it though
3: (laughs) but see and and it wasn't like planned that you know I'm gonna jump in the dms and let's start courting this young lady it was really like I I admired her from afar in in a very platonic way but yeah it that that kind of sparked conversation and interaction and which led to
2: yeah yeah so i was already in a place where i wasn't really interested in dating anybody so i was in the headspace of just a friend like i didn't even Mm -hmm. think of him romantically at all when he sent that message so he asked or you gave me your phone number somehow the numbers exchanged so i didn't think anything of it then and it was toward the end of the year and every christmas i usually spend the night at my parents place and I think it was like right after Christmas, December 26 is when he decided he wanted to call and he was like, hey, what are you doing? Are you free to talk? And I said, well, I'm at my parents' place but I'm about to go home. So let me, you know, get the dog in the car and get settled at home and I'll let you know when I'm there. And he had just made a Impossible Burger or something because we're both vegan. And he was like, I want to tell you about this burger. So then I get home, he calls, and he's telling me about this burger. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Talk to you later. (laughs) And he's like, well, hold on. Like, how are you doing? So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I like how the impossible burger made the way. Like, yes. All things <laughs> are impossible. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> now, I'm just curious, though, like, what was it about this impossible burger? Because, I mean, we also, like, we're not vegan, but we're like more... flexitarians. Yeah. 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 Like so, <laughs> yeah. Have, I have a good amount of impossible meat in my freezer. So. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, it was. Um, I think at that time I had just, or that year I started this vegan journey, and towards that time I was interested in get going to culinary school as well. Um, so I was cooking and doing different things in the kitchen, and I was like, well, let me try, you know, to make a burger. Or it, you know, I didn't make a burger. It was kind of just heat up a Impossible patty, but I, I you know, I dressed it up all nice and you know made it look. <laughs> you know, restaurant quality, at least, you know, that I thought it was. And I was like, let me show her what I did. Cause you know, I i, I was proud of myself and, and I think she had introduced the impossible. I think you brought that up at, at some point in time.
2: I don't think so. I think <laughs> you just told me about it. Oh, uh, you know,
3: hey. <laughs> I had to tell somebody. And so she, she was the perfect person to tell. Well, yeah. I
0: love that. I love yes. that. <laughs>
1: and i love like how we've talked to many people and it seems like all the women like they're never in the mind space of oh like i'm looking for someone or you know i want to start dating it's like oh i'm not looking for anybody i just want to focus on myself you know i want to you know be happy with myself and then boom here he goes just out of nowhere so Mm -hmm. it's always Mm -hmm. like that
3: i love that (laughs) That look it was that way for me too I, really? I was doing my self-care Sundays. I was <laughs> taking care of um, And it, no, it really was though. It was, I think we mm-hmm. both had a, you know, from our previous relationships, it was a good break for us to really focus on ourselves and, and get in tune with what we wanted. And yeah, it it, it kind of organically happened that we found our ways to each other. So yeah, you know.
2: Which was a line in our vows from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice hear it again.
0: <laughs> so oh, that's sweet. beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, One last question before we go into this or that. So what do y'all do? What's your day-to-day? And I know both of you have a business, right? So like, tell us all about that.
2: Yeah. So I'm actually in education. I am a senior director for the Labor Market Intelligence Center at Dallas College. So we help our students get jobs via research, dealing with industry and occupational data. So we inform our provosts and faculty members of which jobs are most viable for our students in Dallas workforce. So that's what I do during the day. Um, but then we also have a business and you're also you know do
3: you yeah know. so um my day job was actually has changed here recently so I had been in grocery and doing that for the last two years or so but now I've gotten full time into real estate investing. Uh and so you know we're just trying to find properties around the Dallas metroplex and you know do a little rehab and, and work them out to to get a little little flip money on there. Um, but also, like you said, our, our that those are our day jobs. But what we do on the side, on the in the evenings, the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, is our business, the Juice Box. Uh, so we have a a CBD company that that specializes in CBD infused cold pressed juice. Uh, so we you know try to promote good health and 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 healthy habits through cold pressed juice, but also with, with the increased benefits of CBD.
2: Mm-hmm. So our focus is on health and wellness in a way that is to kind of educate people to understand that they can do this on their own so while the juice is beneficial and of course we'd love for you to buy our product it's not impossible for you to do on your own so it's more of a a way to motivate folks to get into health and not you know rely on these kind of packaged ways of eating that that we are accustomed to, right? Like going to fast food or especially during COVID it's become easy to just order out. But we wanna promote health and wellness through understanding what these fruits and vegetables can do for your body and kind of healing your body in natural ways without, you know, medication and through the medicine of the earth, which is, you know, those fruits and vegetables that grow naturally.
0: And that's essentially what everyone was doing before exactly. all this access to yeah. a thousand pills. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I mean, if like, what is not a better time than to really like focus on your health? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I was talking to, uh, my mom the other day cause I was telling her about, um, one of my good friends, like her mom posted this video on Facebook about how, Um, she had COVID, um, at the end of the year and, uh, she really thinks that because she prioritized her health, cut out like a lot of processed food and whatnot around say this time last year, she feels like that really contributed to her being able to survive it and go through it, you know, have a mild case compared to what it could have been. So definitely, definitely, Love that. I, I mean when we talked earlier, I was like, if there, you know, whenever this is over and we make it out to Texas, I definitely am going to like hit you up because yeah, I want definitely. Some of this- <laughs> Yeah. Please, please do. Yeah. Yes.
2: Travel well frozen. So you can take as Uh-oh. much as you like. Okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah. we'll definitely do that we'll definitely like, do that. Um,
1: like I feel like it's so much better when someone else makes it you know like I don't know whenever <laughs> I make you know a smoothie or like a juice I mean it, yeah it tastes good but I'm just like but it tastes so much better when I buy it
0: <laughs> right. that's true yeah.
1: so so yes please y'all go support
0: <laughs> yes Thank yes you. and we Thank will we're going to definitely like plug all of the information because we do have some listeners, um, in Texas and mostly I think they're like either in Houston or in Dallas. So Mm -hmm. yes,
1: we will definitely do
0: that. So now we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Um, listeners know it's like the standard Instagram game you pick between this option or the other, and you explain why. So Today we're gonna do three rounds of this or that. Usually we do four, um, but I don't think I wrote down my fourth one. (laughs) So we're gonna do three. And if it comes to mind, it comes to mind. If not, it'll just be three. But um, basically you can decide which one goes first, but both of you have to answer. Um, And then we'll go to Tania and then we'll start back over. So first question would you prefer to have a micro reception of like 30 people or less one year from your wedding anniversary or your standard 100 plus or maybe 75 plus standard reception a year later?
3: Definitely the 30. Uh, okay. Uh, we, we, especially from our experience with our wedding, the smaller, the intimate groupings or parties is, is much more, I think it... it I feel like everyone leads with, you know, being satisfied, opposed to the bigger ones where we're trying to please some and some don't get the attention or the the necessary, uh, I don't even know what they're looking for, actually. But yeah, the, the smaller, <laughs> the better would be my answer.
2: I agree with that 100%. I would say 30 or less would be ideal just because you want to be able to, you know, talk with people and, you know, spend quality time with, those that you're closest Mm -hmm. to and not to say that I don't appreciate those that are not as close to us I do but I think there's something about that moment or at least reflecting on that moment that is really important and if it is as important as it is I would like it to be with people that I see on a regular basis and not like the auntie who I haven't talked to in seven years or whatever
0: (laughs) exactly yeah yeah So,
1: yes. And so I think a lot of people will probably be surprised by my answer, um, especially because in the beginning, I'm all about, you know, oh, 250, 300 people. Let's go. But, (laughs) But I think now I think, you know, with these times and everything that's going on, I think I would say the smaller micro wedding. And I have not said that in the past, but I think you have not. Yeah, I know. I know. But now I'm just like, Mm. yeah, a lot of people I have not talked to in this past year. And I'm just like, that number is like slowly getting smaller and smaller. And I mean, I would have never
0: thought that in a million years. But yeah. I am completely shocked as someone who's known (laughs) you for like 20 something years. Um, But I I, I... I get it. I mean things can change, I, I you know? I get get mean, yeah. yeah. How about you actually? Okay. Um, I kind of like the idea also of the micro reception a year later. I mean, yeah. There's so much about I think those that wouldn't get the invite wouldn't feel away. You know, those true like the people that really are in your corner and love you and like understand they're not going to, you know, trip about not getting an invite. They're still going to wish you well. They'll still send you like some money, a card or buy something off the registry or, you know, like still extend their love. I think weddings usually are, um, it's like, we could get caught up in those people that don't really matter that we we don't really talk about like the aunt you're saying like seven years ago I, was the last time I talked to you like and that's not what any of this is about and if this past year was not telling of like who is really in your corner and who isn't you know like why why spend the extra 250 dollars a plate person mm-hmm. you know if you don't have to so I agree all right next round so would you prefer to read the vows that you wrote during the ceremony or write them and send that to your person like privately, but then during the ceremony, do the standard vows, the repeat after me.
2: <laughs> I can answer mine quickly. Um, I I have just never been a fan of the standard vows. So I would say no to that, whatever option that one was. <laughs> and stick to... Either sharing, uh, reciting the same vows that I said or sending them and maybe doing something different, like a revised version based on the last year. But mm. no to the traditional for me, because I just think what I feel for him and what I feel I'm promising to him has to come from me and not, mm-hmm. you know, from, just, I don't even know who wrote those. <laughs>
0: Right. Good point. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
3: Yeah, I agree as well. I I would definitely want, well, I would say I would want to re- recite what I said on our wedding day. You know, I think it brings us back to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what we felt, what we were experiencing, that joy, that excitement, that love, that mm-hmm. everything that we were going through in that moment, right there on that space that we said it. Uh, I think that will, you know, be pretty cool or good for us to relive. I don't know that I would add anything to it. Not that it was just so well written, but <laughs> it was. It, it, I, I think it, it just, yeah, it it really just symbolizes that moment. And and if 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 it's next year or every year, every five years, every you know, every time we get to our anniversary, that we're able to go back to that headspace, to that that place that we were. Yeah, I, w- I would much rather do that. Uh just to kind of kickstart our next year together as well from that very first time that we said those things.
2: You're giving us ideas. Mhm. <laughs> I love
0: that. I love it.
3: <laughs> as did by the way, uh the the podcast you all did with the cake designer. Mm-hmm. Uh she had some good ideas for the the year after. So, yeah, we we definitely appreciate you guys and what uh ideas that have come from this this podcast.
0: Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want to if you know if you decide to share any of those things once you have done them we would love to see but if not we also understand these are very <laughs> private moments so <laughs> no All right Tania what about you?
1: Um, you know I honestly don't know but I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I will probably go ahead and write my vows.
0: Uh, But are you gonna share it privately or publicly? That's the thing.
1: I think I will share them publicly. I think. I'm like kind of sort of undecided. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Right. I mean this is a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. So how about you? Well, well, yeah, I know. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, so I had written my vows, but I did not recite them because Mm -hmm. I was nervous. (laughs) <laughs> I was nervous I just didn't want to like say that in front of everyone but still and I also wrote a letter he has not heard the vowels yet and he still hasn't received the letter so we're waiting it, I know and but vice versa as well so okay. we're waiting until our renewal in July hopefully that happens and then we'll do that there so like he gave me the letter but he's like don't open it I'm like I'm not gonna open it so
1: no <laughs> so. I didn't know that yeah, so sweet. I got
0: so nervous the day of. I was like, uh, let's just do the standard ones. See, and that's me. We, we can me, recite this later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see.
0: I know, because I felt like I mean, even with reading it, I'd be fine. But then I was like, because I'm gonna feel all the virtual people <laughs> watching <laughs> me as I'm saying this. So I don't know. I just got nervous in the moment. All right, last one vegan wedding cake or vegan hors d'oeuvres during the cocktail hour if you had to pick between one or the other
3: oh it would be hors d'oeuvres for me i'm not that much of a fan of of cakes or desserts so yeah my initial reaction would be hors d'oeuvres but i guess that part's not about me though right the cocktail hour
0: (laughs) i mean you would be taking pictures during that moment you might not really get to eat some of the, I mean, maybe, maybe not.
3: Well, actually, you know what? Yes, I would say <laughs> vegan hors d'oeuvres uh, because we would want to, uh, to share other vegan options for people who may not be vegan. And that mm-hmm. may be opportunity to open some eyes.
0: I love that idea. Yeah,
2: that's a tough one. I feel like I would say vegan hors d'oeuvres because I have not had a good vegan cake before mm. all the vegan cakes I've had have not been so good. If we can get like a a vegan pie, like a con pie, which is my favorite, I would love that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah,
0: I love a good con pie. And now I'm trying to think if I ever had a vegan one. I don't think I have. I haven't either.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have either. So mm-hmm. originally I was gonna go with the vegan cake, but you know all the cake hasn't really been completely vegan. So it's like they (laughs) use eggs. Yes. I don't think I've ever tasted a true vegan cake. Mm -hmm. So
0: I'm also going to go with the hors d'oeuvres as well. I agree. You know, some people don't like desserts, but everyone's going to eat something from the cocktail hour. And I'm right with you, Jared. Like to me, that is a perfect opportunity to expose people, especially I'm thinking of like my grandmas that love chicken (laughs) and like standard kind of like soul food, like flair, like every single day of the week, right? So try this is really good. Now let me tell you as vegan. Like, oh my gosh, when well, my grandma tried the impossible whopper last year, that was an eye opener. And I was like, okay, baby steps. Like yeah. <laughs> we see that you know there's more to life because me trying to explain to her beforehand, like, oh at the wedding we would have this and that and whatever. She was like, mm, I don't know about that. You gonna have chicken? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a chicken option, of course. Uh, so, yes, I'm always here for exposing people to like better things and new things that they wouldn't have necessarily tried for themselves. But it's like, no, nah, trust me, it's good. It's good. You'll like it. You just got to, mm-hmm. you know, get past it. So, all right, well... I couldn't come up with my fourth round, so that was just a good three rounds. (laughs) (laughs) We are now going to go into the meat of the show, which is, of course, learning more about you two and going down memory lane. And so to start off, we're going to ask something we pretty much ask everyone that comes on the show, but definitely when we have couples on the show, we like to ask, when and what was it that told you that? yes he or she was like the one like that's my person wow yeah mm. um
3: <laughs> i think you know mine i think was pretty early and i i, I was i think I, I was pretty um into time kind of pretty early on or once we started to uh to date uh and we, we were dating long distance as well so we were i was driving either to dallas or she was coming to houston And actually on our first my first time coming up to Dallas on the way home, actually, and talking to the aforementioned best friend from college. I was talking to him on the road and, you know, he was so excited and he was like, yeah, I knew she was the one for you. And when, you know, do I need to get my tux? And this is something that he said before in terms of, you know, you know, when are you getting married? but it was something so genuine from him and it kind of reassured my feelings that I wasn't rushing what I was doing or the feelings that I was feeling. It was, you know, someone that I I really have a lot of faith and confidence and trust in that was reassuring those feelings and was all for it because up to then, you know, everything she had showed me was, yeah, like she's the one, but, you know, the fears that I had about moving too fast, of course, were there, but like I said, he reassured me that you know she is uh, definitely the one for me, the one that will, will push me and, and and encourage me and you know the, all the you know make me better the whole nine, the one that will check me when I'm you know doing whatever I'm doing or saying whatever I'm saying or not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, the one that I needed. Uh, he knew that, and you know I, I was I, I was good to go, and so yeah, it was pretty early for me, I think
2: yeah that's interesting i think my time was also early as well but interestingly enough it indirectly had to do with jared so when i would visit him in houston i would go to his parents place and if he was at work then i would spend time with them so i feel like inadvertently it was them who made me feel like he was the one not necessarily saying anything about their son. But the time that I was able to spend with them, knowing that they're such good people, and that he comes from them was like, a big indicator to me that Jared is a good person. And he would be a good father and a good husband. I don't know that I was thinking about marrying him at that time but it was definitely um a sense of security and relief and just genuine like caring and love for them like as parents and knowing that I could be at ease and have conversation without him being in the room like long conversations <laughs> without him being in the room about things that had nothing to do with him that made me feel like this is already family for me so, yeah. I think it's very important to have that
1: connection with the parents. You know, cuz I mean, you're not just marrying that person, you're also marrying that family, you know? So, you know, like I hate when I hear about people who are just like, I don't like his mom or I don't like his father or, you know, family is family, so you just want to love you know, like each other. So, anyway, so Tana, did you have any idea that he was going to propose when he did?
2: No, I did not. Um, I knew when he was gonna propose after he told me he had planned to propose when we were going to Uganda last year, but COVID happened. So he had planned on proposing on this trip, but the trip got canceled. And after the trip was canceled, he was like, well, yeah, I was planning on proposing and this is what it was gonna be like. And I was like, oh, that's awesome to know that he probably has the ring only to find out later that he did not have the ring. <laughs> so,
3: COVID happened, y'all.
2: Yeah. COVID <laughs> made an impact on a lot. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so I had no idea when he was going to do it actually. Um it was a huge surprise. We have the YouTube channel and we had planned to record our episode as we always do and yeah, like I got ready and put on what I was going to wear. And we recorded the episode. And every time we recorded an episode, we talk about what we're going to talk about so that we're prepared. And toward the end of that particular episode, he started to say things that I was like, we never discussed talking about this. I was very confused. Like, what is happening? Why are you saying these things? Almost like Irritation, like, why are you changing the scripts? <laughs> and then it happened, and I was like, whoa, this was like not in my mind at all. So, yeah. So
1: basically, he set it up perfectly, you know, <laughs> especially because the camera was rolling, and right. you know, right, we it always was- want that captured, you know, right, like, exactly. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember so I watched the video and I was like oh that was so sweet because I mean you uh, you can really tell that you did not see that coming at all <laughs> and like you start saying stuff and like I guess your face kind of had like a micro expression of kind of like like where is this going <laughs> like this wasn't <laughs> a part of like, the script but exactly a very beautiful ending okay well Speaking of kind of the ring, did y'all discuss what type of ring you wanted or any sort of jewelry? Or was it just kind of, you know, whatever you get, I'll love?
3: I don't know. We we didn't discuss the specific ring, right?
2: I knew that I wanted a specific jeweler.
3: That, 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 that's what we talked about. That that was point blank. There was a specific uh, woman. We wanted to make sure that she was going to be the one that took care of it. And that, that discussion happened... A while ago, I feel
2: like. That was actually our third date. Uh, (laughs) I remember because I was in Houston. And I don't know why I had the gall to even do this. But I was like, hey, there's this Black Latina jeweler in Seattle. And she makes really awesome engagement rings. I love all of her work. If for any reason this ever comes up in the future, this is who I want my ring to come from. So
3: it was duly noted uh <laughs> <laughs> which was great right because you know that, that's a i don't know if it's terrifying but there, there's some uneasiness on our side when we're trying to find the right ring uh and mm-hmm. the fact that i had at least a direction point to go in and, and knowing that you know she does a lot of different jewelry but a lot of really good work and so at least i was one to uh have that t- to stand on and then you know hopefully what we decided on would work but still knowing that that i chose that jeweler uh i was going to be okay with or she was going to be okay with yeah i was thankful for that conversation
0: yeah because we've had a few ring conversations on this show and i mean granted it's like you'll accept the ring but you want to love the ring (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> like even if you're not even big on jewelry it's like okay but this is the one piece of jewelry I'm really gonna wear so mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to like it
2: and my thing was I wanted I wanted something that I could pass down to our children so it mm-hmm. had to be something that was unique and like of course supporting black-owned business is important to me but to know how mm-hmm. all of this is connected and for it to be something that you're likely not to see on somebody else's hand was really important to me, and the rest I left up to Jared. I was just like, you know, like you know me, you know me well enough to work with somebody to do this, and he did a great job.
3: It, it, it still took some snooping around to figure <laughs> specifically, or kind of a, more of a fine-tuned ballpark of what she wanted. Uh, so, of course, on Instagram, you kind of you can see who liked the certain pictures. <laughs> And so I I, actually, we were both following her Instagram and I unfollowed her so I could kind of be incognito. because I still liked and I I would like some of the pictures, but I was able to see, okay, she liked these two, but didn't like this one. OK, she liked that one, but not these two. Uh, So it it kind of, you know, made it a little bit easier. But, yeah, I still had to snoop around and, and figure out what she really was thinking especially being someone that really doesn't wear a lot of jewelry or like a lot of jewelry. But again, you know, having that initial conversation of, you know, this is the person I want, you know, I I was in pretty good standing.
1: Okay. I like how you are paying attention. Yes. Yes, very attentive. Fellas out there, y'all better take some notes because exactly <laughs> he was on <haunted>. it. <laughs>
0: exactly. And quick follow-up to that. So just based off those details, is it Valerie Madison? Because I love Valerie Madison. It is <laughs> Valerie Madison. Yes. yes. You're welcome. We got Valerie Madison.
1: You're welcome. I was oh, gonna ask yes. that as well because I was like, hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, yes.
3: Some great yeah. beautiful work. Great work. Um, yes. easy to work with. Fellas, so if you need to set up a consultation, please do uh, do so in advance. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we did run into that, of course, with COVID and shipping and mm. trying to source different materials at that time of the year. This was March or no, this was February, March, somewhere around there. So yeah, it was it was kind of tough to do so, but definitely uh, shout out to Valerie Madison and and her team.
0: Very nice. All right, so. Y'all got engaged. What was the like first kind of thought afterwards that that took you to, you know, what? Let's just go ahead and just do this instead of having like a long extended engagement period.
3: I think we were ready. Um That, okay. that, that first and foremost, we were ready and wanted to go ahead and do it. Uh, and I think, of course, COVID did structure our our. our um, our thoughts to how we can do it. I think going into it, neither one of us really wanted a huge wedding. But you know, we had the guides, if you will, of COVID, that allowed us to reduce the numbers down to zero, uh, which we, we did and did it virtually. Uh, but yeah, I think the first thing was, you know, how soon can we go ahead and do this uh, and get everything planned for a minimal wedding?
2: Yeah, we were definitely ready. And we never really wanted to have very many guests. And because COVID happened, it almost was a blessing in disguise because I mean, we didn't have much money anyway and we would be paying for it ourselves. So that motivated us to go ahead and do it. And I think at first we were thinking it would just be like our most immediate family, like parents, siblings, that's it. But then we transitioned into no one because of COVID. And at that time I felt like it was getting scarier. Like we were hearing all these stories about people going to weddings and people dying, going like having Mm -hmm. gone to a wedding. So we made the decision to keep everyone safe, especially our, his parents and my grandparents are around the same age. So it was important for us to make sure that they stayed safe. And if we wanted our family to be there, and then not have them there, it wouldn't make any sense. So we just said, no one can be there. It will just be the two of us. And that kind of solved the money issue. And an alternative solution to that was to invite everyone via Mm -hmm. YouTube. So (laughs) we made it a virtual wedding and literally we invited everybody that we could think of. And it turned out to be so wonderful and so rewarding because after the wedding was over and we had time to sit down and rewatch the wedding and see the comments that were posted live it was so nice to know that we had such a great support system in our family and our friends who were there and like on time or early and like commenting before the wedding like they couldn't right. wait
3: some of them got dressed up at yes home. it has uh small little parties in, the, in their own homes so yeah that that definitely was great to see that they were so involved even from afar
2: yes yeah. so i mean virtual weddings can work and they can be safe and You don't have to have a big party and you can save a lot of money. Like we saved so much and we were able to like, you know, save up for a house, which we're hoping to move into by the end of this month. So it all came together and we're so thankful. And of course it's unfortunate that COVID had to happen for all of us across the globe, but there are these pockets of blessings that I think we can pull from and say, wow, that was really great that we were able to turn this situation around and you know, make some use of it, but also bring some happiness. So many people told us, like, this was the highlight of our year. And we're so grateful that we were able to celebrate with you. So,
1: yeah, we're finding that, you know, although I think a lot of people were like, "Uh, a virtual wedding, like, how's this going to work? You know, I'm like, we find that, like, it's even more intimate. And, you know, people have a lot of fun, you know, um, even for Ashley's wedding, I think, you know, a lot of us, we all dressed up and we all made dinner and, you know, like during the reception, like, um, like as they were eating, everyone else was eating as well. So it was like, we were there. So, um, so yeah, so I'm happy that everything turned out well.
0: Virtual weddings are truly like what you put into it, like what mm-hmm. you make out of it. Um, if you treat it like a work zoom call, then people are going to treat it like a work zoom call. But if you are yeah. like, this is a wedding. We're doing this. Please have food, you know, dress up, uh, like make a drink or whatever, you know, like people are going to feel like they're celebrating with you. It doesn't have to be this kind of like second place option. And it's the safer option. Like everyone makes, yeah. oh, you can't hug. Yes. You can't hug. Like that is the part that sucks. Not seeing the people in person, but you're safe at home, right? <laughs> like if you were to hug yeah. me, I might be carrying it. And then, you know, 10 days later, you're on a ventilator. Like there's so many worst case scenarios that it's just not worth it. And but we still, had a yeah.
2: very specific vision too. And I think because once we figured out, you know, we're not going to do this in person, um, we brought our heads together, myself, Jared, and our wedding planner, and we figured it out and we knew that because we already had kind of a YouTube audience and a YouTube channel and our business, it was easier for us to kind of convert that into our personal lives and say like, this is the way that we wanna do it. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you don't want to risk it. It's not worth losing somebody's life or you know getting somebody sick just to celebrate, right? Especially when the moment is supposed to be for these two people and not for right. everybody and of course if everybody is there and you know they're celebrating with you that's a beautiful thing but if it's not safe to do that then we have to come back to the core of the reason why we're here and it's those two people so why not let those two people do their thing and then you know we can celebrate individually or however happens at another time so yeah exactly How did your family feel
1: about you all doing the virtual option?
2: At first it was hard. You know, it was a surprise. And I know my dad was disappointed not to Mm -hmm. walk me down the aisle, but he eventually came along and my sisters came along and it worked out.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, at least on my side, everyone, I think they understood. That was probably the tougher um, part of all this is trying to explain it to you know, all these family members and friends that know you can't come to this event, even when you explain, you know, these are the very clear reasons why. But most of my family members understood my brother was trying to he was trying find to his way <laughs> d- down here. And that, that was the thing that we were trying to, to avoid, right? You know, my brothers and sisters are, uh, all you know, the East Coast or the Midwest, and everyone's going to have to travel. But being that it was my closest brother you know he was still trying to make it down here and but you know he's he's in there like that uh in a good way um (laughs) yeah you know everyone took it took took it well I think they understood and and you know it it was an adjustment for all of us we were all adjusting you know on the fly with our entire lives and so after the initial conversation of that's what we were doing you know they had a adjustment period at that an adjustment period and acceptance that, you know, this is what we, you know, decided to do. And I think they understood that, you know, we were looking out for them, for all of us, you know, so it, it wasn't too bad.
2: The hardest moment for me related to family was when I was getting dressed because I had always pictured myself, you know, getting dressed with my mom and my sisters and my best friends in the room. Mm-hmm. And I had nobody, <laughs> like yeah. the wedding planner was in and out. and our Airbnb host was in and out, but like putting on my dress by myself, having somebody that is not a family member or a best friend, button me up was weird. Like not being able to put on my shoes and feeling awkward asking the Airbnb host to help me put my shoes on. Like that was not how I envisioned it. So, and it's only gonna be my memory, right? So I can't even say like, remember when I had to get dressed by myself? Because I'm the only one who experienced well you did too. Yeah. But it was just yeah that was the thing that stands out to me the most as like family not being involved. It's like you never imagine yourself getting dressed on your wedding day alone. But I'm sure lots of people do it and have been doing it for a long time.
0: Yeah, there are like these really very small moments I would imagine um and even I mean so similar to the two of you, Um, in October, we got married at our house, um, and it was just the two of us, no family. My mom did help me get ready, but then she left, because she was like, if no one else can be here, I shouldn't be here, I'm like, nobody has to know that you're here, (laughs) but she left, (laughs) Um, and so, but still, just having those moments again because i was thinking you know i'm gonna have all my friends in the room so yeah those those micro moments are bigger than what sometimes we think but overall they don't take over the fact that you know it was still the best day of your life right Mm -hmm. so so did you get married at the airbnb or was that um what venue necessarily i guess did you get married in?
2: Yeah, so it was at the Airbnb. We did a lot of research. We envisioned getting married in a backyard. That's always been the case, whether it was COVID time or not. And um, so we wanted to get married in like a tree house or something that kind of showcased the beauty of nature. And I had looked at a couple of tree houses on Airbnb and found some and then we came across this one and the host was kind enough to give us kind of a virtual tour via FaceTime so we were able to see what the backyard looked like and it was just really nice because it kind of overlooked a canopy of trees and there were these areas where there were some like rocks and bricks laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, um, what is it called? the. <laughs> Like a little canopy. It's like an awning or yeah, an awning? Awning?
3: Yeah.
2: Is it? Where? What part? Like Like a pergola? Like like the coverings that you can sit under. There were areas like that.
3: Yeah, it's kind of awning-like.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it was really nice. There were like (laughs) little water features. So yeah, we decided when we found that, that that's where we were going to get married. And we convinced our, well, I say convinced, but we told our wedding planner that this is where we wanted to get married. And, you know, if she can work with this space, then that would
0: be awesome. And she did.
2: Nice.
0: Yes. So your wedding planner, was that, did you go into this knowing like, okay, I need a wedding planner to help us do all of this or? So... We went to a wedding. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Um, Probably a year year prior
3: to ours. Yeah,
2: a year before ours. And we loved the way that wedding was done. So we had already decided before we even got married that she was going to be our wedding planner. So it was a matter of, she had a contest or something.
3: Oh, yeah. She had a
2: contest because of COVID. I don't remember why she had the contest, but... She was giving away five hundred dollars or she was crediting five hundred dollars to one of her packages. Mm -hmm. And if you won the drawing, then you would get that prize. So we entered the contest, but we didn't win. But she wrote us personally and she said, hey, you know, I really like you guys as a couple. And I'm sorry that you didn't win. You know, it's just the way things go, but I'm happy to take some amount off if you still want me to be your planner. And we are like, oh yes, this is awesome. So uh, we worked with her, um, Tara Myers of Artisan Rose Event Company. And she was great. Like basically she helped us figure out how to do the um, virtual wedding as well as um, setting up the space in the Airbnb. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Because a lot of these planners don't really know how to do the virtual weddings like it's just as new to them as it is to us and even some of the photographers and videographers are also kind of like. We can help you out. out.
3: Uh, As well, Uh, it was a little bit of learning that she had to do for, especially the way we were trying to shoot ours was a little bit different so yeah she like I said, it was some learning that she had to do, but she was, she was game forward and she <laughs> called us up or emailed, I know you about sleepless nights and staying up all weekend to figure it out. Uh, and yeah, uh, credit to her and her her team that, you know, they they made it possible and they, and it ended up pretty seamless uh, the, the way it came out. Uh, Cause that, that, you know, it's a virtual wedding. So that's really the biggest thing or one of the biggest things that, uh, have to be done, I, you know, is, you know, how do we shoot this? Or when is it live? Or, you know, how how is it? And, it, you know, at least from what I was thinking, it's, you know, no different than a normal wedding, you know, or a normal YouTube video. Uh, but it was so much more than just that. Um, right.
2: mm-hmm. Sound was a big deal. Like sound, sound yeah. was our biggest challenge. Mm. So we had great video. We had great videographer. But bringing those things together and trying to make sure that people could hear with one microphone, (laughs) with all the technicalities of like having the right wiring that's connected to the camera, but also connected to the computer, but also connected to whatever modifier, I don't know, all the technical Mm -hmm. details, you have to work that stuff out. And at one point, right before the wedding, you got married on Saturday, on Thursday before the wedding, the sound was not working. So that was very stressful.
0: and it's not really a thing you can just kind of do like a run through completely beforehand like you can kind of test some of that stuff out but not in the full entirety of like the same experience of what you're expecting for that day so i'm glad the sound ended up working out for you
2: yeah Mm. and wi-fi was also a thing because we were live streaming it so we had to be hardwired into the airbnb but that required us to be hardwired into the host's main house. But then again, sound wasn't working, but it was working when we did our test run, which was in a place that could be hardwired because it was our wedding planner's home. So like all of these things that you think you've worked out, you haven't really worked out until you do it. So right. <laughs> like once we got on, I think it was two o'clock when we got married, right?
3: One? One.
2: No. <laughs> okay well one or two o'clock when we got married that was like the real test because if people couldn't hear then they would have said something but everybody you know who was on there saying all the things that they say there were no complaints so we knew everything was good to go and there was no starting over It was just like <laughs> <Good>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <When's
1: that? laughs> Ooh. well speaking about your day can you describe your wedding day look like your hair dress makeup describe everything for us
2: yeah so I was going for a classy bohemian that's what I call it because I wanted something that was unique not a traditional gown um but something that was a little lacy but not like a soft lace like kind of rustic and uh, I definitely wanted my back out so I had my back out a long dress with a little bit of a train not too exaggerated and my hair was also just kind of like messy curly up Mm -hmm. so an updo with curls but not too uh Perfect. Yes. Um and then makeup tones were soft with like blushes and like light pink gold-ish colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wanted something that looked natural, but still, of course, like, you know, I was ready.
1: Yeah, you looked really, really pretty. Thank you. I loved your hair and yeah, like I loved, I loved your whole look. So. Thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, yes, you're welcome. Jared, though, was the star. I hey, yeah, Jared. Like <laughs> like, describe I your like look for sweet. us. <laughs> yeah. you describe your look, Jared. <laughs>
3: so she already answered the question about what the look was. I'm just the accompaniment, um, so I was just making sure I was somewhere on her level. So yeah, it was it was a, a green suit. You know, again, trying to be in the um uh, the vein of that classy bohemian what do you call that color uh i don't know, I don't know. it was a green <laughs> suit yeah uh, um yeah it doesn't so, even look
1: green like it looks like it gray like like it it's like a, a grayish green, like
3: gray brownish uh yeah. um, gotcha okay yeah so it, it, you know so i have the with the preacher collar mm-hmm. shirt uh again because i i I guess with some of our answers earlier we weren't wanting to be as traditional uh so i didn't want the tux and the the black tie or anything like that so it was no tie preacher collar uh and a u was a u-cut vest mm-hmm. i'm not that stylish so i'm not sure of the terms and so yeah it, it was like i said I, I was just trying to accompany what she was bringing uh even though i didn't know what she was bringing but i I, I mm-hmm. know what her style is, and, and and what she was wanting from this this look. So yeah, that was. I think it it, it worked for the scenery, for where we were, uh, with the, with the backdrop mm-hmm. and and the colors. I guess just of you know an outdoor wedding in September.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the colors that you all chose. So Thank Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah This looked like a stout shoot. Yeah, yeah. Y'all look like yeah, models for real. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <y'all>. <laughs> Okay, so for those that did not watch the YouTube stream, what song was playing as each of you walked into your ceremony space?
2: <laughs> you don't even remember.
0: Well, no, I,
3: so my mom went to our first dance. Um, it wasn't that song. So all of our songs, or I think four of the five songs we had were yeah. Beyonce songs. So you have to forgive me that some of them <laughs> uh, I'm sorry Beehive um, um, they're kind of running together I do remember our first dance I, I did mine wouldn't die with you
2: no that was our first dance
3: but what, was, what did I walk into
2: so we started with Love on Top that was the uh-huh. uh Herschel's processional
3: I think right
2: yeah and then
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs> 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 I might have to refer to my notes
2: um (laughs) i actually don't remember
3: i just remember
2: my song mine was eros that was Um, the
3: song yeah my like i said i was just there to i was the accompaniment all day it was her song yes i'm gonna find this this song here in a second that's
2: fine it's from if beale street could talk Mm
3: -hmm.
0: oh yeah yes Yes. Yes. all
3: right i got it now y'all our procession so when the uh efficient start the ceremony. Uh the song was playing was Love on Top. Uh I walked into One Plus One. Mm-hmm. Mm. The next song was which was Tana's song when she came in was Eros from, like she said, if, if Bill Street Could Talk. And then we have our first dance song was Die With You. Uh, all those first three songs, I was ready to. It, it it was any second for me to start crying, um, especially when she came.
1: Home.
3: But it it was, I I'm I'm so glad we we went with those choices of songs. Um, like I said, we we are both members. I might be just an honorary member of the Beehive. <laughs> um, but we, I, I'm so glad we did go with those, and and yeah, it, it made it made it pretty special. I think.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, did you both pick the songs or like, did you all have a discussion about it? Or like, did you like say, OK, I'm going to come up with a song and then we'll come
2: together From the and like, talk about it. From the moment we watched If Beale Street Could Talk, I knew that song was going to be the song that I walked down the aisle yes. to. So that was already decided. And I think I did tell you. Didn't oh,
3: yeah. I oh, I, I, yeah. It, it was known. Um I think yeah, cause we went we went home, or the next day we we found the album. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was pretty clear that yeah that that was yeah. going to be on, on on the playlist.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and then as far as the other songs, we did choose those together. Um, I am a Beyonce fan and mm-hmm. part of the Beehive, so I had to have at least one Beyonce song, but it turned into four. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it went down.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, same here. When I saw that movie, I was just like, oh my gosh, this song is beautiful. Like mm. like as soon as like the first chord hits, it's like, okay, tears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Okay. After the ceremony ended, what happened to the live stream? And what did y'all do?
2: <laughs> yeah, so the live stream ended and it cut off pretty abruptly, I feel like when we rewatch it.
3: It's like- It, it did. We, well, we had a time constraint, yeah. um, which we learned throughout this process of live streaming. I, I don't know the full explanation, but we only had, what, 30 minutes yeah, to shoot it?
2: 29 minutes and 59 seconds.
3: Yeah. So um, so we were
2: down to the second, yeah.
3: So so that, that, that um, well, two things. It made sure that we were on time for our ceremony, which was great uh but also it kept us on time throughout so there you know we didn't linger too long on one of the songs or the vows or you know anything else that you know everything was by the minute um again thanks to our wedding planner so yeah once you know and we 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 had a time down so we 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 did our first dance and then we said some thank yous we popped some champagne um said some thank yous to everyone that was a part of the 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 crew and and that watched live uh, and that, like like she said, at twenty nine fifty nine, it cut off. So what do we do?
2: Yeah. So we took pictures lots, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was very warm um, for September. September nineteenth, it was a warm day here in Dallas. And after taking photos, we went to an area nearby that's kind of a a hip, trendy area.
3: Well, we ate first.
2: Right? Did, did we eat?
3: No, I thought we ate when we came back. Listen, no, because uh, he brought he brought the food when we were taking pictures. Uh, so we ate. Look, li- no, you're right.
2: I feel like we ate when we came back.
3: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> he he brought the food, but it was just sitting. So we we did uh go out to this this <laughs> little area.
2: Yeah. So we went out to this hip trendy area called Bishop Arts, and we walked around in our wedding dress and suit and had our masks on. And people were waving at us and cheering us on and giving us standing ovations and, you know, saying, can we take pictures with you and <laughs> all kinds of things. So
0: yeah.
2: it was really interesting and very nice to see strangers so happy for strangers.
1: Oh Yes, especially during these days. And so, yeah. Yeah. So is there anything you would have done differently?
2: I don't think so. <sighs>
3: You know, it it went so smooth. Um, And again, it it was such a different experience than what we're used to with traditional weddings and it being a all day affair, all night, the reception and everything else. Um, So for what we did, uh, I I like everything that that happened under the circumstances.
2: It couldn't have gone better. I mean, everything worked out, you know, if, if I could, I mean, it wouldn't even be changing anything, it would be practicing more, like making sure things work so that I wasn't so nervous about the possibility of it not working, but it still worked and it was a beautiful day. And um, we had a great officiant and planner and photographer and videographer, the food we ate was awesome. So I don't have any complaints. I feel like it went perfectly. If, yeah if it could have gone any better, I would be shocked because it was really nice. Nice. So what's your favorite memory?
3: Hmm. Well, it's funny. So you said that the first memory I thought that came with my mind was that morning. Uh, we So again, with this not being a traditional wedding, uh, we were able to do yoga and meditation on this, the the well actually right right where Where we were to get married that that same spot and it was so peaceful so quiet so you know serene and uh again it, it was a moment that was just between the two of us um that that was a connection for us before all the other stuff would that would happen later on throughout the day um but yeah that was probably my favorite thing i think that and the vows maybe
2: I was going to say the vows, because Mm -hmm. that was my favorite moment, because I felt like Jared was so open, and I was not expecting the words that he said, and they resonate with me so well, Um, so that's just looking back at how genuine and authentic and open he was and vulnerable he was to be able to not only say what he said to me, but to say what he said to me in front of However many people watched that day or continued to watch afterward, um, I felt was very special and meant a lot to me and um, is something that I carry with me. Like, even when he says the vows on accident, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that time.
0: So
1: <laughs> now we didn't ask this question earlier, but did y'all cry?
2: He did. I did. Yeah
3: yeah the getting through the well getting through the whole ceremony was a struggle for me but gotcha. definitely once we got to the vows and I'm reading mine yeah it was a struggle to get through those because like, like she said it was you know that when that that truth i guess and that yeah that that truth is pouring out that unmasked and and vulnerability that that's happening yeah it it, it was I'm surprised I didn't cry more. But it, it was, and I, you know, not trying to get brownie points, but I was, I was fighting <laughs> hard, you know, I, I was trying to get through that whole ceremony without, you know, having to stop and, 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 and collect myself. But yeah, I, I, I was the one that shared.
2: I like that though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We almost never hear that, you know, it's right. usually, it's usually like the bride that, you know, is boohooing up there,
0: but never never the groom so yeah we love the vulnerability Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's okay to cry it's a moment i mean yeah it's a beautiful moment oh well final question for both of you to answer so think back to the version of yourself maybe right when you first started dating think of maybe like those first two weeks like that time frame what advice would current you tell that version of yourself when we when
2: we first started dating not when we first met
0: first started dating yeah so kind of like things are kind of you know you still have the butterflies not to say the butterflies go away but when it's all like new and fresh and dewy what would you tell yourself now knowing what you know now and going through everything y'all have gone through together what would you tell yourself then
3: uh, I, I probably, you know, what we talked about last question about being open. Uh, and I, I think we were fairly open uh, at the very beginning, but just being willing to be vulnerable and not just talk about it or, you know, touch it briefly. And I think early on in relationships, it's it's hard to do so. It's, it's not only hard to unmask, but it's hard to you know, bear it all, right? To to show, you know, these are my scars, these these are things that I'm dealing with, these are uh whatever past traumas. Because you, you know, you think you might run them off. But mm-hmm. so I, I would say to that that young man, go ahead and give it, you know, go ahead and give it your all, go ahead and expose your all. You know, and if she's the one, like I've you know, found out, you know, she'll be there along uh, along the way and, and right along my side. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, go ahead and, and, and don't be afraid to be vulnerable.
2: Okay. Yeah, this is a very good question because if I'm thinking about who I am and who I've been, it would have to be to be willing to trust more and to be willing to let go of control. I think there's something that comes out of allowing somebody to take care of you and to be kind to you. And I think not that things would have turned out better. I think things turned out exactly how they should have. But I think if I had been more willing to trust and more willing to allow him to step in to be as caring as he is naturally, I think um, we would have had a lot of love really early on, right? We had love, but we would have had an influx of love really early on because it's in his nature to just care and to take care of and to um, be honest. And if I could tell myself that that's who he is and that's who he's shown me to be, then who knows you know
0: <laughs> that was beautiful that was very yes. i'm i'm sure somebody listening is like hmm, wow you're talking about me right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we
1: all can well not all of us but i think it's natural for women to be a little bit guarded especially in the beginning because we don't know you know cuz yeah know? Not all They're... men are good men, <laughs> so so you know so it's like so we're always a little guarded. So so yeah, so that was definitely good advice.
0: Thank well, you, mm-hmm. thank you too for coming mm-hmm. on and chatting with us. So we're gonna
1: move into the wedding vendor love. Tana and Jarrett, who would you like to shout out for this
2: week? so definitely our wedding planner tara myers with artisan rose event company she was absolutely amazing and i believe she travels within a certain radius it may reach out to atlanta i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. i know that she travels and she's awesome and she is different like she does different kinds of weddings in terms of not the traditional um, and she's open to whatever your vision is, and she'll make it happen, so I'm very appreciative of her and her work. Who would you say for number two?
3: Alay Photos, is that her, mm-hmm. her Instagram? Yeah. Alay Photos, A-L-A-I Photos, awesome work, of course, with our photography, but also with other shoots that she's done, so she was, she was great to work with, excited to uh, be a part of our day, and uh yeah she was awesome
2: Mm -hmm. and then i would say for sure our florist zephyr floral who created my bouquet as well as his boutonniere um she's based here in dallas and she's just very talented again we love different so she does that kind of bouquet that you're like whoa i haven't seen that before so yeah thank you to her amanda Mm -hmm. from zephyr floral Awesome. awesome
3: Well, who else? Well, well. Um, <laughs> our caterer, you know, the food that I—I I forgot when we ate. Vegan Food House uh took care of us that day. Um, we, of course, love their their food, their energy. Their, you know, it's a husband and wife that uh run that that business. So they took care of us that day. So Vegan Food House, if you're in the Dallas area, definitely check them out.
2: Last shout out for mm-hmm. my hair and makeup.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I don't know if we're exceeding our. Uh, (laughs) you're good um but storm lovely braids who did my hair and then Desiree phillips who did my makeup
0: nice very nice yes because yeah you can't miss out on hair and makeup Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) going back real quick to the vegan food that you had was that like a restaurant that y'all have gone to before and yes okay cool yeah very nice. Very nice.
1: Definitely need to try that out okay. when, um, uh, when, when we visit. You have to. Yes. Do. Yeah. It's really good.
0: Yes, yeah. definitely.
1: Ashley, who would you like to shout out for this week?
0: So the vendor I'm going to shout out this week is actually based in Connecticut. Her name is Pamela Ventura and she is a full wedding and event planner. So if you are in the Connecticut area, the New England area, Hit her up, especially if you are here for supporting women of color as you are navigating your wedding process. So if you want to find her on Instagram, go to underscore PV events or go to her website at Pamela What about you, Tania? Nice. Who are you shouting out?
1: Yes. And so this week I'm going to shout out an event planner. Uh, she is based out of New York. Her name is Cadidra. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. But she recently did popular YouTuber. Her name is Tierra Monet. Mm. And yeah, and she recently did their wedding. Of course, they had a small, intimate wedding. What caught my eye was how she designed this small, intimate ceremony. She used pompous grass. And I know that earlier mm. in, you know... We talked about how pompous grass wasn't popular and we just didn't like it as much. But I I think, you know, I think I can change my mind on that. Like, pompous grass, she did a really, really good job. And the fact that, you know, it was a small and intimate ceremony, but the room just felt so warm. I don't know. Maybe it could just be because of the colors that they use, like the draping Um, their aisle. I don't Mm -hmm. know but everything about this photo like caught my eye and I was like yeah I definitely have to shout her out this week. Her business is called Priceless Elegance Designs and again she is based out of New York so if you are in need of a planner uh, who does such an amazing job go look her up. Priceless Elegance Designs on IG and pricelesseventplanning.com.
0: Okay. Um again, thank you so much. Is there anywhere or any spot you want to plug if people want to follow you, know more, learn more?
2: Yeah, so our business is The Juice Box CBD. T H E J U C B O X CBD. That's our handle on Instagram. It's also our email address at gmail.com. And then our couple's Instagram handle is at Jarrett underscore and underscore Tana, T-A-N-A. Love it.
3: Our YouTube channel.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I also the same name, the Juice Box. Uh, so like she said, it's on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and our website, thejuiceboxcbd.com.
0: Yes. So people, if you are in the area, go to their website, order you something and thank us all later. (laughs) 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 To me, uh, where can people find us?
1: Yes, you can find us on QID.com. You can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. And I feel like I'm missing one, but hopefully I'm not. You said Facebook? Mm Mm-hmm i said everything i think oh it's
0: instagram you didn't say i instagram. said yep
1: i said instagram first <laughs> oh well
0: you know where to find us if you're listening to this podcast you've already made it that far so we appreciate you <laughs> um please 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 do not forget to go to apple podcast and give us a wonderful review and if you don't like the show i mean be honest like you could say like mm, i mean they have four out of five or maybe it's a three out of five but i support black cone podcast so i'm gonna just keep listening if that is you sis thank you we appreciate you but yes. whoever you are please just give us some reviews so we can help more people kind of navigate their own wedding process before they get there so Yes, Or as they're going through it. Mm -hmm. And
1: please do not forget to go to our shop, shop shop.hueido.com. You can also find us on hueido.com and click the shop button from there. So we're making it easy for you all. Just go and support us. We have worked so hard on our shop. And so we would love your support. If you have any ideas for us, please send them our way as well you i do Wed at gmail.com
0: well thank you so much again for chatting with us about your love story it was truly beautiful i love hearing about untraditional couples and untraditional like not taking the path of like the maybe a lot of the more mainstream black weddings that are seen um and the fact that you had a virtual wedding Mm -hmm. i had a virtual wedding so i feel like any Black couple that had a virtual wedding has a special place in my heart because you, it's like, okay, I'm not crazy, I'm not the only one that, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But again, seriously, thank y'all for coming on. Yes, thank um, you. Thank Thank you
2: so much. Thank you for having us and thank you for the work that you're doing. I think this is definitely an awesome podcast and a great platform to share, you know, these kinds of stories because. I think we do get forgotten in this industry. So okay. it's yeah. nice to see that you guys are actually exposing how beautiful our weddings are and you know the kind of diverse experiences we're having. So thank you for that. Yes.
1: Thank you. Thank you, well, thank you so
2: much.
1: Yeah. Truly enjoyed your story. Ugh, I yes. can't wait to like dive into your YouTube channel now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, y'all have a good TV. Yes, so be safe out there. Yes. Bye.